0: Welcome to another podcast from the Royal College of Psychiatrists. My name is Raj Persaud, and I'm a consultant psychiatrist based at the Royal and Morsley Hospitals in South London. I'm joined today by Lisa Page, who, with some co-authors, has published a very interesting paper in the August edition of the British Journal of Psychiatry. And the title of the paper is Relationship Between Daily Suicide Counts and Temperature in England and Wales. And Lisa is a uh, senior registrar based at the Morsley Hospital and a clinical lecturer in psychiatry at the Department of Psychological Medicine at the Institute of Psychiatry, which is part of King's College London. So Lisa, you were looking at the link between how temperature varies and suicide rates in this paper. You have a very interesting finding, but let's start with why were you interested in this subject? It sounds as though there was a methodological reason why you got involved in this area.
1: Well, that's right. I mean, there's a long history of looking at um, the relationship between season and suicide, actually, and that goes right back to the 19th century with um, researchers such as Durkheim and Morselli looking at this issue. And they noticed from looking at routine statistics that there seemed to be a peak in suicides in the spring and early summer. Um, And they had differing explanations for why that might be. But um, that, Finding has been replicated in quite a few different populations particularly in northern Europe in the century or so since they first were doing their work and so that was the the background to um, to the study I, that I knew that this relationship had been demonstrated and I was interesting in exploring in a little bit more detail why that might be. There'd been a number of um, reasons proposed for the relationship. Um, pe- some people had thought that it may be temperature, others had thought that it may be to do with the um, way that our social life varies as the year goes on. Other people had thought it may be to do with um, light um, intensity um, being longer during the day and that that in some way was linked to suicide. So there were a few different um, explanations for the finding. Um, But no one had looked at how temperature might relate to suicide on a very short-term basis, i.e. on a day-to-day basis. Whenever temperature had been studied in relation to suicide, it was on a, a monthly or seasonal or a very occasionally a weekly basis, but never on a, on a more direct um, daily basis in the way that we proposed to study it. Um, also, um, the methodology was a, one that has been used um, in recent years in environmental epidemiology using a time series analysis. And although um, not completely novel in this field. The way that we proposed to use it had not been done before. Um, And so we were interested to see if it could shed more light on this question of seasonality and and suicide.
0: So what were your findings?
1: Well, um, first of all, just looking at the the raw data. We were using data from England and Wales over an 11-year period between 1993 and 2003. And um, initially, to our surprise, we found that there was no um, obvious evidence of a seasonal variation in suicide other than suicide tends to decrease towards the end of the year so towards November and December and then um, actually the month with the highest numbers of suicide is is always January or has always been January over that um, period that we were studying Um, so we didn't see evidence of a spring and summer peak in suicide that's the first thing to say and that's when we looked just at the raw the raw um Data: the raw suicide counts over the year, and actually that does tie in with um, recent work that's been done on this same data set. It's a data set that comes from the Office of National Statistics, and um, there's uh, at least two other papers that have been published on this data set, and they they too have failed to find a um, an obvious spring or summer peak. So that was the first thing to note. However, we then went on to have a look at um, the actual relationship between temperature and suicide and in order to do that we used a time series analysis which um, uh, involves setting the data up on a on a day-to-day basis and then looking at the correlation between suicide counts and temperature on a day-to-day basis taking into account various um, time varying confounders that we thought might be important and when we looked at the data in that way we found that there was a robust relationship between um temperature and suicide and we found first of all that when we looked at the um, relationship between the two over the whole temperature range that the relationship was non-linear and then when we looked because we're particularly interested in times when the temperature is high we had to look at the um, upper end of the temperature scale so when temperatures are above 18 degrees centigrade a mean of 18 degrees centigrade which is is quite high for this country and we found that when we looked at those suicides um, or or those days in which the temperature was that high that there was a a strong uh, relationship between increasing temperature um, and suicide such that for every one degree increase in temperature above 18 degrees centigrade there's about a um, a, nearly a four percent rise in suicide for every one degree increase.
0: But you also describe this uh, relationship as being non-linear.
1: That's right well, that's right, and there are the graphs in the paper that I, I think will illustrate this a bit more clearly visually, um, and that by that um, I mean that the we looked at the relationship across the temperature spectrum, so from naught degrees, uh, an average of naught degrees, upwards to the to the sort of highest that we see in this country. And we used a technique called um, natural cubic splines, which is a complex term, and it really is its a simple idea. It's an idea of putting... When you're looking at the relationship between the two and you're looking at the, the um, regression line between the temperature and suicide, you set, um, peri- uh, you set knots on the exposure variable, which in this case was temperature. So we set regular knots about a fifth of the way, uh, uh, every fifth of the temperature... Um, range and then you model the relationship separately for each of those segments that you're looking at and then you can put the line together and have a look at it inspect it visually and when you do that you see that the relationship is is non-linear and you can show that statistically as well Um, so it allows you to model the relationship more finely than if you just assume that there's a linear relationship
0: and the non-linearity Issue is about the idea, I suspect, that once you get beyond a certain point in terms of temperature, there is a very dramatic increase in suicide rates. It's, it's, it's not a straight line, there's a curve.
1: No, it's, it's not a straight line. And what, um, what sometimes it's talked about as a hockey stick effect. So you, you get to a certain point where it looks more or less straight, and then you get this kick effect. And, and you can see that if you look at the graphs in the paper. I wouldn't say it's a, a very dramatic um, kick, but in environmental epidemiology terms it's it's fairly um uh, it's fairly significant yes and and more significant than has been found in in other areas of um this type of research when looking at other mortality causes of mortality for example
0: I'm interested that you said you were particularly interested in high temperatures. Why, why were you not so interested in low temperatures? Why were you fairly convinced that low temperatures wouldn't be having an effect on suicide?
1: Yes, well, um, I mean, it, it might be something that would be worth investigating, given that we found that um, January is associated with um, such a high or a higher rate of suicide than we were expecting, uh, albeit that December and November are not. Um, but it's really because of the background literature in the area um, and also that you know, the, the purpose of this investigation was really to look at high temperatures, so that was what we were focusing on. But I think if you look at the graphs, you'll see that there's no evidence, um, from, from what we did at least, that um, there is a, an effect at low
0: temperatures. So while this paper was, was primarily interested in, in environmental variables like temperature, um, uh, uh, this finding of the um, kick in suicides in January often has, I I suspect, a sociological um, theory around it to do with Christmas and around the idea that you mentioned December and November suicides seem to be going down and some people might be looking forward to Christmas. I think it's a sociological argument. And there's this famous thing called the broken promise effect, which is Christmas ends up being a disappointment or the family falls out around the Christmas tree and that's why people seem... To get particularly low in January, um, what are your thoughts around this very striking finding that suicide seemed to peak in January?
1: Yes, well, I, I agree with you that I think the main driver is sociological or sociological reasons, and I think um, um, I, I personally was surprised to see such a pattern in in the data I was looking at. But when looking at the literature um, that's been done in this area, it's it's a you know it's a Coherent finding with previous findings, and 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 that is that on Christmas Christmas Day and Boxing Day the rate is every year is lower than it is on um, on other days, other days in December even, and certainly in other public holidays. Um, and then it's not until the first of January that you see this peak um, in suicides, and it's a very striking peak actually on the first of January. And the highest in our data set, the highest uh, number of suicides we saw in the whole 11 year period was the 1st of january um 2000 so i think there's something about entering a new time period that seems to precipitate suicidal acts in in vulnerable people and it yes it does it probably is that people can in some way um some way look forward to christmas can hold it together over the christmas period even if they're very um unhappy but um then entering a new time period seems to release some, some suicidal urges within them. Another thing to, to note was that uh, Monday is the commonest day to commit suicide, so the highest numbers are on Monday, and then the counts diminish as the week goes by with the lowest at the weekend.
0: Let's talk then about your theories, um, as discussed in the paper, as to why high temperatures uh, are linked with higher suicide rates.
1: Yes, I think there's there's three main explanations that we considered. Really, um, the first is well, is there a biological explanation for this? Is there something about um, being in a, a um, in a high temperature environment that um, precipitates um, very directly violent urges, for example? Um, and uh, there is a little bit of evidence that aggression um, and impulsivity increases um, when people are put experimentally in. In um, situations of high temperature um, and so that's that's one thing we do know um, we also know that um, serotonin does vary on over the year with low serotonin levels in the summer and low serotonin as well has been associated with suicide um, in completed suicides when they've done autopsy studies um, but I think it's a little bit but what, what what we're looking at is a very short-term relationship between temperature and suicide and it's difficult to see quite how the serotonin hypothesis could fit with that so I'm not sure that's a very strong contender. Um, Another explanation would be sociological explanation that um, that there's something about the way we interact um, and during periods of high temperature that make us more vulnerable to to suicide. something about the way society um, behaves as a whole that affects very vulnerable individuals within it Um, and that's difficult to see quite how that would work given that we did take into account of a lot of confounders that might um, otherwise um, be candidates for that sort of mechanism. I think one thing we weren't able to look at was the use of alcohol on very hot days, um, and that may be um, one issue that on um, that there's a direct relationship between um, population use of alcohol and um, subsequent and suicide rates on the the days that the day after or days very near to that very high usage and it's possible that alcohol use becomes much higher on days that are very hot but that's that's quite speculative and so finally the the third explanation would be um the psychological explanation which i suppose i've i've already mentioned um briefly already which is that um impulsivity and aggression um Probably increase in conditions of hot weather if we 're not used to it, um, and that 's certainly been shown in some of the forensic literature and it may be that it 's that impulsivity that um, is the, the culprit in producing an excessive suicides
0: and, and this may sound uh, an odd question, but why do, do, does impulsivity and aggression go up? I mean I can see why irritability would go up perhaps or, or a general sense of discomfort. Um, and I can see why that might lead to aggression, but I'm not quite following, or, or, or whether if we unpack it, that is that is the link with impulsivity. Why impulsivity should go up?
1: Well, I think I think you're probably right that irritability, probably um, sleep is likely to be slightly poorer on on very hot days, and just in a very subtle way, on a, on a population basis, that that's um, sufficient for very vulnerable members of the population to be tipped into an impulsive act that otherwise they might not have done um so i think um it is speculative but i think it would be that that route of sort of impulsivity and um or sort of irritability that borders into impulsivity and aggression that's you know can be um there's an outlet for that obviously in in other ways to other people but also it can be turned on on self and lead to a suicidal act
0: you talked about trying to take into account co-founders and eliminate them from explanations. Could you say a bit more about that?
1: Yes, the um, because of the methodology that we use, the the confounders that we're interested in are time varying confounders. So those confounders that might vary over over the year or in a in a in a cyclical type pattern. So, for example, in the model we used um, a term to account for changing suicide. Counts over time because over the eleven-year period that we were looking at, there was, particularly towards the end of that period, a, a slight decline in yearly suicide rate. So we we put in a term to account for that because obviously the, the overall trend was down over the course of the period. We also put in a term to account for um, um, hours of sunlight in the day because we we felt otherwise that we couldn't exclude that that was an active factor and and we included so we included that in our model. And we also included a term for day of the week and for um, these public holiday effects that I've talked about, so Christmas and New Year's. Um, so we, we added terms to account for those um, and also to account for any possible seasonal variation that, although we, we weren't seeing visually, might be present. So we put in a term for day of the week, for, sorry, for month of the year as well. Um, so those were the time varying confounders that we. Thought were active. I think there's, there's one other that we would like to have included but did not have the data on, and that would have been on the population um, level of drinking, of, con- con- cons- of use of alcohol. It would have been very interesting to have been able to include that in the model, but we didn't have the data on that.
0: It is striking that your finding runs a little bit contrary to the psychological literature on the effect of temperature or, or basically a very pleasant day and mood we know that pro-social behaviour for example um, charitable behaviour um, helping behaviour seems to increase dramatically um, in good weather and, in, and indeed the, the psychological literature is very interesting on, on this which is that even the promise of good weather seems to um, produce uh, significant positive changes in behaviour for example one famous socio-psychological study done where a waitress in an attempt to get a better tip from you, uh, as she hands you the bill, uh, comments that the weather uh, forecast for tomorrow is for good weather, even though that's totally mythical, seems to get a better tip from from, uh, customers. So um, do you think one of the key things is this hockey stick finding, the kick? In other words, that um, there's something particular about very high temperatures having an effect on behaviour, or is there just generally something paradoxical about the psychiatric finding, in contrast to the psychological finding, that as temperature goes up, suicides are going up?
1: I think this um, this kick is quite important. So I think um, I mean I think most of us would agree that we do like nice weather, we like nice warm weather, but when it gets um, over a certain. Um, temperature and and we're not used to it in this country then it starts to become uncomfortable um, and it becomes physically uncomfortable and it becomes psychologically uncomfortable if you like as well Um, it affects sleep it affects our ability to get around get to our where we want to go because it's uncomfortable to travel and so on so I think there is um, there is this threshold where beyond it 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 starts to become uncomfortable and and we're talking about quite high uh, mean temperatures um here. I mean, a mean of eighteen degrees centigrade and above is high because it's a mean for the whole twenty-four hour period, including the night time. So it's a high high temperature, um, and I think the other thing to say is that it, it depends very much on what the population's used to, and we're not used to having very high temperature very often in this country. So um, I wouldn't necessarily expect these uh, findings to be replicated in other populations where they're more used to high temperature.
0: Lisa Page, thank you very much indeed.
1: Thank you.